Looking to transform your family game nights? At Perfectly Picked Games, we specialize in family games that bring everyone closer. Our games aren't just fun. Kids and teens will learn how to take turns, develop basic strategy skills, and understand the thrill of winning and grace of losing. With our exclusive gift of games, you can give months of gaming excitement to your family. Choose a three-month or six-month gift, and we'll deliver hand-picked family games to your doorstep every month. And here's the best part. Right now, you can use the promo code GOLDENMOJO and receive 20% off your selected plan. Don't miss out on this exclusive offer. Use promo code GOLDENMOJO and save 20% today at Perfectly Picked Games. To jump into the Wayback Machine and go back to the 80s. I am your host, Golden Jay, and with me, as always, is Frankie Vegas. What's up? And we're here to take you back, back to one of the greatest decades ever. So let's begin. Well, let's do it. Frankie, with us today, tell us all about it. Tell us all about it. Oh, who's with us today? Who's with Frankie? us today? Oh, what? Oh, <laughs> we have a gentleman here named Danny V, who is the leader of the band, the 1985, the Midwest greatest, best <laughs> 80s tribute band. Well, and do you guys go by tribute band? Yeah, or- we do. Uh, there's, there's some. I'm a branding guy. We can talk a little bit about that in a in a in a minute. But like, I'm a branding guy. I really want to be clear with the brand. And uh, when you're trying, to, especially when you're trying to break into new markets, the clearer you can be, the better the better chance people are going to come out to your show. So it really uh, that's that's kind of we could talk more about that in a bit. But yeah, hey guys, thanks for having us having me on. Uh, 1985. We just really appreciate any. Um, any and all uh, a, a attention that we can get, I guess. Right. <laughs> uh, didn't have enough in our childhood, and so that's why we do podcasts <laughs> and we form tribute bands, right? There we go. Oh, I'm a big attention whore. I mean, it's just, let's <laughs> face it, I'm all about it. Yeah. You, man. <laughs> nice. Well, we appreciate you uh, taking some time out of your busy schedule. And believe me, I've been watching. You guys are extremely busy. You guys are playing like what every weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, plus, you guys are doing some live streams every week on your Facebook page, mm-hmm. and uh, it's you. Yeah, you seem to be one of the busiest guys in the music business going right now. <laughs> well, yeah, it's um, it's really cool. We get a a chance to do a something that's I think pretty unique. Where and and so so I'm just going to kind of reveal. I'm in a, I'm in my fifties, right? Because uh, I grew up in the '80s, and that's kind of my my whole thing. Uh, and the fact that I'm actually just went full time as a as a musician in this in my '50s, when most musicians are doing the opposite in the '50s, <laughs> it's kind of a pretty cool place to be. Where 
most guys are like hanging up their axe at this point and i'm just feel like i'm kind of getting started in this so uh yeah it's pretty fun dude i know the feeling i played in band since i was 14 years old and uh about 45 i think i kind of just settled in and said uh, uh i'd rather do uh, some podcasting and, and attempt to do this and mm-hmm. um i know more than more than um frankie does about those late nights getting home and <laughs> not even knowing what a sunday is anymore because you're uh you played all weekend and you pretty much sleep away your Sunday. At least I did anyway. And, yeah. you know, having family and a, and a wife and all that stuff took a, took a big toll from time to time. Mm-hmm. But, uh, um, luckily for me, I played in a band with my wife also. Oh yeah. Uh, it, it makes it a little bit more, um, that family dynamic. I love that. About Definitely it. easier. Definitely. Yeah. Easier. We, I, I, I wouldn't be doing it if I weren't, be, if I wasn't doing it with my wife, we would, we'd be apart way too much in this. And so definitely having that. And, and honestly, she is the, she is a, a main focal point of the band when it comes to our, uh, you know, main lead vocalist, but you know, if you want, I can kind of dig into like some of the the background of the band. If you want me to do that kind of stuff, I mean, absolutely. I can... absolutely yeah. Okay, yes. that's great. So basically, we formed about five and a half years ago uh, on on Slurpee Day, Seven Eleven of two thousand eighteen. <laughs> so uh, free Slurpees were being given out, and we performed in uh, a little uh, no longer existent uh, bar in Mishawaka, Indiana, uh, called Smokestack Brew. And uh, this was, uh, I was on a Wednesday night. And so the guys there, we kind of knew them. And we we asked for basically a quote unquote free. It's basically a free night where they like, they'll give you a hundred bucks to basically, you know, provide or maybe bring a few people in for for uh, a Wednesday night. And the interesting thing was that our our band members, a lot of us just had a lot of experience and had been in a lot of other bands and I'm kind of a bit of a hype guy when it comes to this stuff. So I planted a lot of seeds pretty early. And so the typical crowd for a Wednesday night at Smokestack at that point was maybe about 30, 40 people would come in for given like acoustic acts or whatever. A band, you might get maybe 80 or 90 people. We uh, And so they had a, a waitress, a bartender uh, ready for us. And 350 people showed up that first night at uh, at Smokestack, and to overwhelm overwhelming them was probably an understatement, which was really fun. So we made more money than a hundred dollars that night, and it was uh, to, the, to their credit, they said, "Hey, you guys killed it. You guys deserve some of the the spoils." So that was a lot of fun. So we formed the band back in uh, 2018, and it's just kind of evolved. And with the whole idea of the mission being it being a, kind of a vehicle to bring just some light and some joy and some fun into people's lives, and we definitely don't take ourselves seriously. We're not. We know we're not rock and rollers. We're kind of caricatures of the of of the eighties. So we're not. Yes, we didn't dress like the way we. If you guys see us perform. Nobody really dressed like that, maybe with the exceptions of like Cindy Lauper or Madonna, a little bit, those kinds of things. That and and maybe like some of your new wave groups did a little bit of that kind of stuff. But like rocker wise, you know, not as much. But anyway, so we we had this kind of concept where it was the kind of a, an exaggeration of the 80s culture. And so you might even consider us like with things like so Barbie and the Rockers and Gem and the Holograms, you might kind of put those cartoony 
elements together and we just really like the vibrant colors so we wanted to really like stand out amidst of a lot of kind of uh darker colors that tend a lot of bands tend towards we're going with the vibrant i mean i got if you if you could see this guys i'm wearing a lego 1985 shirt where it's all the bright colors and it's you know kind of a vibrant situation you know vibrant thing going on and especially with my wife being our, our lead singer within all this it's a, a chance to kind of feature in, and i do of course share some of the leads as well so it's that's a little bit of a unique thing but but the fact that she's a kind of a a shoulder piece of this is the you know the whole pretty and pink thing and tying pink into our colors which is was a big deal and so we started off pretty early in that in that 2018 and it was great and it was humming and we were starting to build and then of course 2020 and COVID hit and wham everybody had that whole kind of setback major setback there which honestly though didn't affect us as bad as some bands we actually pretty well you know the main three months i think of that when everything sort of shut down we were shut down, but then pretty much quickly after that summer, we were gigging pretty regularly uh, at that point and, and, and recovered pretty well. It gave us a chance to kind of reset some things and to kind of refine some things with our with ourselves um, during that time. Uh, everything from the brand and even just kind of developing more more of our music and more of our style, which was kind of fun. But then, you know, over time, we've just kind of, as as it's built, um, and I can talk about this, you know, if you want me to dig into it, but it's the fact that I, uh, we were a very much a local band in South Bend, Mishawaka, maybe Elkhart was the idea, right. but always had aspirations to build outside of that. And if anyone's ever been in a band, you know, it's very, very, it's easy to build a, a fan base in your local market. If people know you and you provide a good enough service and you kind of repeat customer thing, and there's a lot of local bands in our in our market that do that a lot and they do it really well and they will attract, you know, their regulars pretty soon and you'll get a few new people on, on board. But our our thought was we wanted to have and one of the thing I always tell, tell my band about is that we are always looking for new new places with new faces. Right. We want to bring this show. And so it's not, uh, we can do the sort of a similar show and we do definitely mix it up um, each time that we play actually. Uh, but there's certain elements of our show that we repeat, but if you, and you keep doing it for the same crowd, it can get pretty stale. Right. And so I think having not overplaying a given market for us is, uh, is it really important for us? So then we can bring that. So, you know, like last weekend um, or two weekends ago, we were uh, over in Peoria and then over in Hobart, Indiana, uh, so Peoria, Illinois, and then the weekend prior to that, we were up in Chicagoland, up uh, up near uh, Des Plaines. Uh, we're playing at the Des Plaines Theater up in there, and then and then next weekend we'll be we'll be up in Michigan, and so just lots of different places within generally about a three to four hour region is where we travel uh, and kind of hit that pretty well. So that's kind of a, a start, I guess, of things. And then you guys, if you guys kind of want to direct how we do stuff, maybe what we do for a music choice and all that kind of stuff, we can dig in however you want to do it. You, uh, yeah, you talk about, I was looking and you were in Peoria, Peoria on the third, I do believe, right? Yep. Um, so me and Frankie were talking about uh, kind of actually hitting some of the, uh, maybe the 80s conventions and just kind of getting a mm -hmm. feel for those and I, as i was browsing the uh, world wide web for those i seen that frankenmuth actually has an 80s festival and i'm like oh i love frankenmuth i've you know been there it's an amazing town and i'm scrolling through and boom 
there you guys are. You guys are gonna be up there for the big 80s festival. I know it's what later April, I believe, right? Yeah. Um, yep. so I thought that was really, really cool that uh that you guys are really going out there. I mean, that is that kind of the edge of where you want to go, the four hour mark up into there or well, we're we're going to go more. Uh, just it's, summertime is probably because my wife's a teacher still. Uh, the rest of us actually are all pretty flexible in our jobs and or are working full time as musicians, so we can make it a priority for our weekends to travel a little bit more, and we're willing to right. do that. Um, but yeah, generally about the four hour range. But yeah, so Frankenmuth is really kind of a fun story. So uh, we actually played. Um, so that's a, a festival. It's called We Bringing Back the Eighties Festival uh-huh. up in Frankenmuth. Um, uh, Michigan. And uh, if you want to check that out, it's 80sfest.org. Um, it's actually a cool charity function, which benefits generally about each year, they pick different charities to kind of benefit. And in this one, it's generally about 10 to 12 different charities that they raise, they raise a boatload of money because um, uh, ends up being about each day, there's a Friday day, uh, Friday um, set our band, and then there's a Saturday band, and we're on that Saturday. Uh, and we were there actually last year. Um, and there's about 4,000 people that attend each day ish. So anywhere about to, to about eight, you know, between seven and 8,000 people actually attend this thing. Uh, and it could be some of the same people. So I actually technically in terms of like ticket holders, how that all right. works out. But, but anyway, so we, um, last year we, uh, we did it, uh, for our first time and we were kind of a new for them, they've never heard of us and seen us. And I did con- did some, um, I put my sales guy hat on and, uh, and contacted them. And the cool part was uh, we were actually the first band in the history of this 11-year festival to be asked back a second year. So like oh, to nice. like come oh, back wow. the second year. So, um, and if you check out our, our trailer, if you want to look on our, 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 um, our YouTube channel, uh, the very first, uh, it's like our sizzle reel, we kind of call it the very ending. And there's actually, there's a lot of pictures, uh, video from that, um, the eighties fest there, but the last two guys are like, you guys are awesome. And at the end of this is like the, the, the DJ guy from, um, uh, from eighties fest. It was kind of a fun thing, but anyway, just, a but you know, if you're an eighties nut, which is, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably are, right. is that festival is such a celebration of the music of it. So on like Friday night, they tend to do the hair band stuff. And then on Saturday night, they do more of the pop stuff, which is where we kind of float. We can float into metal world and things like that and harder rock as well. But that for that particular festival, we tend to focus more on our pop stuff to give the metal guys their their stuff on Friday night. But then the cool thing is they just have, have like break dancers doing like these routines in between stuff. They have a, a costume contest. And if you've like ever been to like a cosplay kind of thing, it's cosplay level for the 80s. So there's like the three amigos were there, the Ghostbusters were all there. They've all the cars are all there. So you got the Ghostbusters Ecto, Ecto One, they got the DeLoreans, they got, I mean, all this stuff is really cool. And then just for us adults, they have uh, a toy area of all the 80s toys that were from back in the day. So you've got like everything, of course, like the obvious ones, like Rubik's cubes and stuff like that and little games, but you can actually like play with your toys that you were <laughs> like when you're a kid and you know, all that kind of fun stuff. So they've, it's just really well done. And, uh, and it's just a whole immersion in back, back into the eighties, which is fun. So 
How long they've been doing that festival up there? Do you know? So eleven, yeah. So it's eleven years. This will be, I believe, their eleventh year that they're okay. doing it, which is cool. So that's that's pretty awesome. I like awesome. I said, I uh, I've been there. I I really like Frank and Muth. I will never go back. Uh, you know, <laughs> the, the the Saturday after Black Friday, not a wise <laughs> time to be up there, but uh, it probably is not. <laughs> a pretty amazing little town. And oh yeah, so have quaint. You been there, quaint. Yeah, Word. I've been there. Yeah, I like uh, it. It was fun. Yeah. Had a good time. <laughs> did you go Christmas ornament shopping? Did you? We did. <laughs> Gotta go to Browners, man. You kind of have to. Oh, it's a must. I, I like it because they. Uh, what really got me is they have a brewery downtown. Oh, is um revolved around dash hounds, and my wife is a huge dash hound girl. You know, we've got one, and and so yeah, it was kind of really cool to go down there and check out the check out the the winery down there so okay uh, at least the the, the that's cool let's check that out this time yeah it's right down right downtown so nice somewhere in there i'm not overly familiar with frank and Muth, but okay. um so uh frankie do you have a couple th uh things that you wanted to ask um yeah i was just gonna ask just kind of your basic start out what got you into music well, so I was as as a, a kid. So my dad actually was church choir director for our for our church, and that kind of. And then they got me into some piano lessons really early. Um, and I just was loved to fiddle around with the piano a lot. And um, I it was interesting because I was kind of a a bit of a competitive kid when it came to something. So like I knew I wasn't going to be the sports guy. So then I became kind of competitive music guy. So I wanted to be like the as best I could be the best music guy around kind of a thing within my sphere. Right. And uh, so I practice a lot. And then, you know, I actually was by, I, I started off in a piano class of about 20, 20 kids at about age eight. And then at age of 18, I was the last one standing. There were no, <laughs> nobody else actually made it through that class. And I was like, we are the champion. I'm like, I made it and you didn't. And I like, I didn't enjoy it at all, but I made it. <laughs> anyway, uh, so it was a lot of fun. Uh, so that kind of got me started in it. And then the cool thing was, and I just remember, so this is how I got into the rock part of things. So we're we're at, I mean, in middle school, right? And we went to, and this is back when these happened a lot more. They still happen occasionally, but not as much as they used to back in the 70s, 80s, and maybe 90s, but uh, Battle of the Bands. So there was a Battle of the Bands at my middle school, which is like, what? That didn't happen. So like high school was even hard up. But so at my middle school, it was Battle of the Bands. And we're watching this band um, and this, and, and they're, they're playing and we're like, just whoa. And, like, and all the chicks are like watching these guys play and we're like, Dude, could, could could you do that? And I and I did that, man. Dude, Greg and my friend Greg, and I'm like, you want to play guitar? And I'm like, I, so I want to play drums. Is what I wanted to do. I'm like, I'm I'm playing drums, so I get all these magazines. I'm like looking in all these different, you know. I'm like, that's the one. I got my drumsticks. I got a drum pad and all this kind of stuff. So I had my heart all set on this. And then reality set in that there were three or four good potential guitarists around. There were two or three different drummers that we could use, with that, but there were zero bassists running around to be able to form a band. And we're basically like, okay, so now we could have like four drummers <laughs> in the band and then and three guitarists, or I'm like, crap. So I ended up picking up the bass is what I, what was my uh, kind of my starter instrument into rock world. But then I actually quickly got a keyboard too. So I was kind of doing the Getty Lee thing. I at least right. thought I wanted to be Getty Lee. 
Um, so a little rush fans out there. Um, and, uh, so we're, we're, we, we kind of did that initially and that sort of got my, kind of my feet wet in, in being, in being in a band and actually got really lucky that all the guys that I actually started off in eighth grade with the band are still playing today. They're actually like, these are not the, and they're all really good at what they do. So I think there was something in the water in uh, Livonia, Michigan, where I, where I grew up. Um, they, uh, they're that we all kind of got that bug and, and everybody's still playing, which is kind of cool. So that yeah. is actually really yeah. cool. <clears throat> not that don't, don't hear about that too often. No, no, no. I mean, mm-hmm. most of the guys that I started playing with, uh, yeah, none of them are playing anymore either. So, right. It's like yeah. Jimmy quit. Jody got married. <laughs> exactly. No, we never give. That was the story. So yeah, absolutely. So yeah. can you tell us a little bit about your band about the 1985 now? Your lineup. Yeah. yeah. So you know, kind of back to the tribute thing is we're really what we try to do is it's it's effectively a good word. Another so and I'll talk about branding too here a little bit. And really why I believe that we and, and it's hard because I, there's parts of the brand I want to like, I'd love to massage a bit um, because we really are a very in, in, in a kind of an immersive eighties experience probably is the best way to kind of call it. So when you come to one of our shows with our use of lighting uh, video screens, and then of course the music that you hear, we really try to pull you back into time. And there are points and it's the, the kind of the fun part <clears throat> where you see people on both ends of that, where they're like laughing or not both ends, all lots of different plays, but sort of laughing, they're screaming, shouting, like at their, you know, that kind of moments. And then there's also moments in some of our slower things where like, you can see people like kind of tearing up. Like, it's like, man, like they're being time warped back, which is really kind of a fun part uh, that we get, get to do. But as it relates to the brand is uh, the tribute part really does help us, get into certain venues that do a lot of tribute bands. So if you guys are under, if you are in the circuit, um, you're just going to see a lot of Tom Petty tribute bands, going to see a lot of Guns N' Roses tribute bands, um, lots, all kinds of different bands. You get Prince tributes, all the kind of stuff. So that's kind of ours putting ourselves at least in that sphere. So, so then venues are going to be a little bit more willing to hire us. If I had my, my, my choice, I would almost rather choose mixtape because really we are such a mixtape of the eighties, uh, because we, we, and I'll say it is in, this is, you know, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of bands will say, yeah, we play it all. Well, we don't play it all, but we play all pretty much all of the 80s. So we will do everything from a like hip hop, pump up the volume kind of a song to all the way to Dr. Feelgood, you know? And so it's like this whole mix and then we'll do a Cindy Lauper and then and then you're going to do some stuff from Violent Femmes. And then, it, so it's just all over. And like, I just saw you guys did an episode on Janet Jackson control. So we've got, you know, we do, we got Janet Jan- Jackson's escapade. And then just a few songs later, we're doing, you know, you, you give love a bad name by Bon Jovi. Right. So it's this kind of a mix of, of where you're at. And we really try to take people on a, on a j- journey. Ha ha. See what I do here. Um, don't stop believing, man. Uh, take them, on, take them on, a, on, on a journey throughout the night. So you're actually experiencing kind of a, a, a truly a mixtape. So, and, and, and um, I'm a bit on the ADHD side, not that you could probably tell that, um, <laughs> is uh, 
but I, uh, so I like short attention spans. And we do a lot of medleys, um, which is where we, you know, cause here's, this is the, the, the God honest truth. As much as, uh, as much as we eighties fans love eighties music, there's still points when you like, you're listening to a song and you're like, Oh man, I love the song. And you get started intro first, first chorus. And you're like, okay, uh, what's next? Uh, you know, what's yeah. that <laughs> attention yeah. span cost waning. And that's what we do a lot is so we'll we'll do shorter versions of songs. Um, so we do an entire metal medley um, where we are and especially because it's not our main bread and butter. So we want to give people a taste of that. We can do metal, but we understand that our main crowd's not super into all of the metal to be able right. to go like deep cuts into things like we at one point we had a, a, a rats round and round in our medley. And we noticed that every time we went into that a good percentage of the population checked out because it's not high level. Uh, it's not Bon Jovi. It's not Motley Crue. Rats is kind of, I'd, I would say, a B tier uh, right. in that, even though they're great, nothing against them whatsoever. But in terms of recognition factor, we really want to keep it on the high level of recognition. And so we, when we do those medleys, it's pretty high level. So, uh, you know, we're not going to take it. It's going to be on there. Come on, feel the noise. We do a little bit of final countdown, that kind of stuff. So people are going to know a lot of that. And some of what I do, especially to try to appeal to the newer audiences, is I'm very aware of, so my daughters are in their early 20s, and I'm a very aware of what they were listening to Partly with us, okay, because then all those like Spotify and a lot of these Apple Music sort of, you know, iTunes sort of all came out around their, their, in their, when they were about eight or nine years old. And then rock band hit, guitar hero hit. So I'm looking to those games and going, hey, guess what? I love rock and roll is on that. I'm going to definitely program that when I know a lot of 20 somethings are going to be here. So at the end of the night, when, and this sometimes happens at places where we'll play up front and then there's going to be a DJ after us, I'll program some of those type of songs that they really like. Oh, Mickey, you're so fine, right? That's another one. We'll program it on the late side. So then the 20 somethings are blown. They're like, oh my gosh, I love that song. You know, that kind of a deal. So it's really the, so the programming side of it for me is, is really trying to pay attention to our audiences each night. And so, you know, I program a little bit differently just, to, and I'm kind of the main programmer when I'm creating our set list. So if I know if it's going to be, and so if I, let's give me, give me an example, Warsaw. If I'm coming down to Warsaw, I'm not going to probably do as, not be as likely to do a new wave medley as I would be to do Jukebox Hero, um, I Hate Myself for Loving You, Joan Jai, because truthfully, that area, you guys just didn't have a new wave station that anybody's really was listening to back in the day. So you guys don't, you just don't know the songs. Um, and so, but then when we go to Chicagoland though, totally different story. I'll program a lot of new wave because there's a lot of new wave followers in in the Chicagoland area that really like the new wave stuff. So we'll do Depeche Mode, we'll do Modern English, we'll do Devo and that kind of stuff. So it may kind of, you know, targeting the people where they're at. So then they, they just enjoy the night the most they can. Right on, right on. So you you mentioned earlier before we actually started, you you got some Warsaw shows coming up? Or you yeah, pretty cool. Are, are you coming <laughs> to Jellystone? Yeah. Oh no, we did do Jellystone and Pier Pearson. Is that down yep. there? 
Yeah, that's, that's where I saw Pearson you guys was at the uh, the Pearson Jellystone because we we have a spot out there. So, oh, were yeah, you I, out for our show by any chance? Yeah, there, I was there. I was out. Oh across, man, I was that out was in so my golf fun. cart. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, it, I hate to say this, it, it's uh, it, the price point level. That's <laughs> <laughs> all right. I, I love it. We love the Yogi, up. but it was just so low. At our, uh, we we were trying to work with them, but they just couldn't. You know, because you know, you guys got a captive crowd there, and it's yeah, I love. Having, it was so great having all your guys the the golf carts pull up and your you guys are flashing your lights and stuff yeah. and i'm like that was that was too cool and so. the kids the kids love it the kids are uh, out yeah. there on that concrete slab just dancing their asses off yeah, that's and just having blast. a good time Super fun. but yeah so we um so we there's one we're kind of I, I can't quite say if it's gonna land fully yet so we're working on something with warsaw parks okay oh, so nice. that's potential um the other is your nickel plate uh concert or the festival that you guys i believe have and i think it's uh, is it uh the 31st of august am i right in saying that nickel, nickel plate maybe i'm in the wrong town <laughs> i know we have uh uh when is uh the fat tire festival i know that's kind of falls in there somewhere oh you know what sorry i got mixed up it's rochester indiana which is okay. down that yeah. way Yep, absolutely. Yeah. That's real close. Yeah, that's just too close. Yeah, pretty close. <laughs> yeah. So we're gonna be playing on on the thirty first of August. We'll be down there, and then um, I'm gonna go a little further south, and I'm gonna give. This is a fun one, and actually, this is a. You guys will be the first time I'm mentioning this show in public. So this is news breaking. Are you guys ready? So, uh, and tickets technically are not um, available yet for it, but to plan. So if you are a fan of the 80s and if you're a fan of Star Wars, okay. you're going to potentially want to listen to this next moment here. So uh, on May the 4th, okay, would May the 4th be with you, uh -huh. it's Saturday this year, which is great for us. And I get a chance to flex a little bit of my creative muscle when it comes to this in some of the programming and a lot. Of, so uh, just to kind of give, uh, uh, so, so that, uh, we'll hold that date in just a second, but May the 4th, hold that for a second. But just to paint the picture here, again, our show, um, what we do is we have a very, it's a very technically oriented show. So we have a, um, the way we, we play is our videos and our lighting are actually synced with every song. Okay. So we have a giant video wall that's behind us, about a 16 foot by eight foot uh, video wall that's behind us that, that shows you know videos that I've created. Sometimes it's the original videos from the, the artists that they're right. you know, like, if we're doing uh, nothing but a good time, Poison's actually playing behind us, which is kind of a fun thing to kind of make that happen. But um, so that and then our lights, of course, are also synced. So we've got smart lights. It's a whole trust system that we've just upgraded for 2024. It's a really kind of a mid mid to upper level uh, club. So probably about a anywhere from about a thousand to two thousand seat auditorium can handle our lighting can handle, um, which is kind of the where we're heading into. So places like, you know, we're eyeing places like Blue Gate and the Learner. Uh, and stuff like that. Even the right. Morris is probably within reach for us. Um, but we're but that's kind of our our level that we're looking for. But those that's all synced. And now when you consider all of that and you think Star Wars with a big video screen and all the potential visuals that are really fun 
from the Star Wars sagas themselves, plus Lego Star Wars. There's all these fan-made things. Jimmy Fallon doing a lot of fun Star Wars takeoff things. All, lots of lots of fun. So we're going to put that all together for a really fun Star Wars show <clears throat> down in Logansport, Indiana. So it's a little bit further south than you. Right. <clears throat> and that will be on May the 4th at the State Theater in Logansport, Indiana. Very, very excited. So you heard it here first. There you go. Yeah. Podcast. <laughs> That's awesome. That is awesome. I might have to go down there for that. I'm telling you. Yeah. Frank can be right in the front row. Watch out. <laughs> well, I'm going to tell you, it, it, it's once we announce it officially, kind of within our, I, I have a feeling it's going to sell out pretty quick. Because I think the capacity there is about 350 at that place, which, and we've been, uh, and especially with the the crossover niche audience, niche audiences, I think it's going to be really fun. And all of your cosplay folks. Yeah. Uh, there's going to be a costume contest, and there might be a lightsaber fight that might happen down the aisles. Oh. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's already planning that. Mm. Going to come off. He's coming off stage. He's there. We are, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Him and his cloak. I can see he's got the cloak on. Oh yes, yeah. yeah. Know, know the power <laughs> of the dark side. There we go. Oh, that sounds awesome. It does. Yeah, it? yeah. It does. Frankie's dying now. He's like, how do I get on this ticket line first? Nice, yeah. <laughs> and, and just to kind of give you guys some, like, uh, and we're not going to close out now, but again, these dates will all be available on our website, which is the 1985band.com. Technically, we're called the 1985, so thank you guys for doing that correctly, because we're not technically the, it's like, in not to equate us to the Beatles, but you wouldn't say the Beatles band, you say right, the Beatles, right. right? And so it's the, we're the 1985 kind of a deal. Uh, the name is actually a curious, curious thing. So that's something uh, I could probably talk about real quick here, which okay. is fun. So where did the name come from? Well, how did that all kind of surface? So um, my daughters, I mentioned earlier, um, we're all big fans of a of a different band called the 1975. <clears throat> that's it's kind of a more modern. Um, it's a modern band, but honestly, a lot of 80s. So Maddie Healy, who's the leader of that band, has a lot of 80s influence in his writing. Um, and there's a lot of the sounds that he uses are really, really fun and, and, and super cool. Highly recommend listening to him. A super talented band with just amazing live performers that he's, he has a front man rivals, I think like on the level of Michael, Michael Hutchins and, um, and Bono, that kind of bravado and that, that energy right and on. vocally talented to galore, man. He's just insane. So if you get a chance to check him out, but anyway, so the 1975, and so we went and saw them actually within their teen years about nine times within this which is pretty big for for us and we went it was the dad and two daughters and then of course boyfriends kind of came along on occasion too um but we would see them and I, my big joke was you know what i'm gonna make an 80s band and i'm gonna call it the 1985 that's what i'm gonna do <laughs> and uh and then so um at a point and this was back probably about 2013 14 i did a prototype of it with a, a group i'm actually in the room it's like my workout room here um, we did a prototype of it and I, it just, and we started it in a, with a different set, uh, the guitarist is the same actually, but everybody else was different and it just didn't, it, the timing wasn't right for everybody. Right. It just wasn't the right time of life. And then, uh, 2018 came along and, and then we hit it and then, you know, the name kind of just stuck because really what we wanted to do was to anchor ourselves. And this is back to, back to the branding thing. So if you call yourself the Joe Blow Band, whatever that is, 
you have already set up a barrier between you and a potential audience member because they have no clue what Joe Blow music kind of plays, right? They have no clue, which is why a lot of bands will do tribute bands like flat out. They'll do like Night Train is uh, is it Guns N' Roses. Thunderstruck will be a ACDC band, that kind of deal. So you get a little bit of the reference there. But what we didn't want to do, and this is kind of an interesting thing, is we didn't want to position ourselves because we didn't love any particular artist more than we just loved all the 80s kind of a deal. Um, but we didn't want to get stuck in like we're going to be only a blah band, you right. know what I mean? Whatever that flavor is that we'd be stuck because then what you do is like and no offense to the Guns N' Roses band uh, uh, tribute band guys. But man, you've got to compete against every other exactly uh, uh, who is it? just a different version of your Guns N' Roses and they're approaching the same clubs. And if you're not better or we're, you know, you've got to make that name for yourself to kind of do it. We've got a full independence of that. <laughs> and then we're also not stuck in the have to just go pretty much from their catalog, which right. is great. Because if you if you do a tribute band and you're doing Guns N' Roses and you start doing some ACDC, people are like, what? Wait a minute. That's not that's not legal. You can maybe sneak one in if they you know, if, if Guns N' Roses did a, a song, maybe on a concert, yeah, this was on their live album or whatever, you know, so but whatever song. Uh, but uh, anyway, so we get a chance to pull from all of it, which is kind of a cool thing. So we wanted to anchor, anchor ourselves right in the middle of the decade, which is where the 1985 kind of came from. So I love it, man. Actually, I love it. A pretty good year. I would say probably 84 and 85, you could kind of buy those years for the musical and film content of like if you look yep. to iconic stuff from the 84 year and 85 year, and I know you guys know this from having done the podcast, those years were so, so fruitful, you know, with Breakfast Club and Purple Rain and all that within that two year period, just insane amount of music and uh, art that was put out during that time. So. Yeah, I I think it's funny because you know we've we're we're thirty some episodes into doing this particular podcast, mm -hmm. and a lot of the stuff that we have talked about revolves around eighty four, eighty five, eighty six. Yep. And when we uh, we we just did uh, what's going to be released this this week mm -hmm. uh, is is kind of a we call it what's your damage when we just kind of talk about a lot of different things. But we had a um, uh, an email come in from a from a guy who wanted us to go over Raffi's Baby Beluga, and when we were talking about it, <laughs> from 1980, and I'm like, you know, it just seems weird to be talking about 1980 when we're so used to be talking around, you know, kind of the mid 80s and everything we've pretty much done for the yeah. most. Oh yeah, well, and, and it's funny because, like, you know, we're big Sirius XM listeners too, so we listen to the 80s on eight a lot, and they'll do those countdown, uh, you know, from like the Billboard uh, Top 100 or top, but basically they count down the 40 40 best, you know, hits or whatever it was. And it will be so when they play like stuff from the like 1980, it sounds still 70s, man. It's yeah. very 70s sounding. And then when you get to like 89, it's it's too far. It's already way into yeah. you're doing all the boy bandy kind of stuff, and you lost the kind of the essence of the 80s. So that that middle core there, basically, I would say 83, 45, 86, maybe 87. Uh, that's where your core is going to be. And of course, you know that's where. 
you know, me as a as a young kid growing up with being being a bass, you know, a bassist, guitar, you know, that was the glory days of of hair metal and oh, hair yeah. kind of stuff, that whole thing. And honestly, the the uh the new wave explosion was so hot with, you know, you got Duran Duran, you got Culture Club, you got um uh new order and then of course thompson twins you know those guys all fantastic bands just really really great stuff so yeah yeah, yeah when i think 83 84 i think 84 i think and uh we're right back to miami vice and and the yeah. soundtrack that miami vice was totally. putting out at the time and and uh you know that that encompasses 80s but for me that's where the 80s are and then you take the 80s hair metal and yep. you, you know, your poisons and all that stuff but oh I mean, yeah man. they're they're that's all true. the same era but it just seems like they're so different and well and that's the that's the beauty of i think what the 80s itself seems to have brought out is the fact that you can and I, we talked to our band about this is like the fact that you know you've got um you know everything from like a salt and pepper push it is within you know and then you got run dmc's stuff right and then all the way to something like uh, you know you've you've got you know white snake doing you know here i go again on my own to then you know if you were here by uh thompson twins like i mentioned just all these beautiful songs it's just but just so so freaking different but yeah. this giant big blanket that sort of pulled it all together which is it's pretty incredible man and, yeah. and I, honestly even the beginning of things like boy bands so you got like you know the very big you know new kids on the yeah. block starting their stuff which is actually you know you know a lot of people slight them and you know the milli vanilli and all kind of all that deal but that music was very popular and actually very good dance music during the time so you know whatever on all that stuff you know your flavors are everybody's flavors are going to be different but um i certainly res respect all, all of it so i I think we get as we get older, I think we respect it more. I think when we were there, we're like, oh, I ain't listening to no new kids on the block. I'm totally man. I got, I got my poison and my motley crew. I don't need oh, yeah. none of that. I well, mean, yeah, Frankie was he, like, he's got the new kids on the block shirt. So, oh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> love it. I did. Well, I, my girlfriend at the time was a new kids on the block fan, really. So, and she made me wear a shirt, new kids on the block. Nice. Well, I love if you guys have seen the uh, the movie Rock of Ages, you know, yes. with Tom Cruise and that. That's fun. That's a that's a fun one, which kind of exploits that whole sense of the rock world versus the new stuff that was right. coming in, which is kind of fun. But yeah, here's my question: When you're setting up your playlist for a show, yeah. how how do you figure out how you're going to go from like one style of song to another. Like if you're oh, doing yeah. like Tony ba Basil in one song and then you go to like poison, poison. how yeah. do you do? I mean, yeah. how do you work that in? Yeah. Good, that good question. Way. So what we tend to do is, um, so I real, I'm always thinking about transitions because, and if you see our show, we were very, very little dead air. Um, I, I hate dead air. And uh, so you can't have dead air. And you know that in radio, it's the same kind of a situation. Yep. <clears throat> so dead air is bad. And so, uh, and I also I'm trying to keep things visual as well within this because we have we have the video screens. So the video screens really are a critical piece and having synced lighting, <clears throat> excuse me, really helps as well. Because when I have the synced lighting and we don't get this at every place. So I have to sometimes work with lighting guys where it's like, okay, blackout is now. And it's like immediate blackout. When we get done with the song, black it out because there's a video coming right now, right after it. And so what I'll tend to do is just some ran like random fun stuff. So like 
uh, a good example is like a we'll do a Pac-Man video. Just show a, a smidge of Pac-Man gameplay is going up. And it's great because what it does, if if there's like a crowd, maybe it's a dance, it kind of cuts through that, that those bloopy bleepy sounds cut through all that chatter. And it's like, oh, yeah, it's a game. I get it or whatever, that kind of a thing. So we have a lot of different games. So we have like Donkey Kong. We got Burger Time. We got even Tron. Remember Tron? Come on. Oh, yeah. It was a great video game. So uh, we'll have those those videos playing up on the screen. And then we'll do like little nods to certain commercials and stuff like that. So uh, <laughs> we just added this one, which is kind of fun. So if you guys know, uh, Need You Tonight by Inexcess. So I, we start that one. And it's kind of a sexy song, if you guys know. Uh, um, and then, uh, so I actually decided to intro that with, uh, if you remember Brooke Shields video where she's like, um, she goes, what become, what comes between me and my Calvins? Nothing, you know, (laughs) it's, it's very like, woo, I can feel some heat coming off that one. So, uh, and then to go right into that, it's really fun. So, you know, if you had poison before that, boom, they get done. And then Brooke Shields comes up on the screen. It acts like a really nice page turn to kind of bring you yeah. in. There's okay. another fun that, one that we just added, which is uh, a little. So this is the beginning of our metal medley. I actually used to use the he, uh, Headbangers Ball um, intro from MTV as kind of a setup for it. But actually, it just was kind of like almost too in your face. It was like, and there was like almost too much. Whereas now it's a cool, because especially if you're coming out of something that's a little bit lighter, to go into that is almost too jarring. So actually what I end up doing, I take uh, the old, it's a the drug-free America ad where it's the the, the frying pan with the egg. Oh. It's your brain. This is your brain <laughs> on drug. Any questions? And then immediately we go into, so Dr. Feelgood, which is a totally drug-oriented Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so anyway, but it's just, it's if you knew it and you pick, if you pick up that, it, you you laugh. And that's the thing. We're just like, we know we're stupid and just, just having some fun. It's that's just true. all, it's all about having the fun, isn't it? Oh, I yeah. Mean, you drive, you work, you, and when you get up there, you want that, you want that energy back at you. You want people to have a good time oh, yeah. and. It's just all about the fun. I mean, I, I totally get it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And that's that, you know, and in, in, in you know as a performer that when a crowd is into it, there is this symbiotic relationship. So you feed their energy, they feed your energy, and it just can go, you know, explosive kind of night. So like, you know, back a couple or la, uh, two, yeah, two weekends, not this past week, we were going to perform, but we were in Hobart, Indiana, packed house. We had a sold out, which is a lot of fun. And just the they were there right from the beginning and just ready to go. And, um, you know, just love, love that, that in, in, and part of where, where we're at right now, which is kind of, it's kind of a humbling place to be is that people are now paying money to come see us in our, this show. Cause it's a very specific show guys, you know and I mean? I, we're not, we're not a bar band anymore. We used to do the sort of bar band scene, even though we do still play some bar venues. Um, <clears throat> but we're not, we're, we're definitely a show, Band, and it's an entire production that is put together. And so when people come with that kind of mindset, um, it's not like you just showed up to your local f- family bar and like, oh, I wonder what band's playing. And then their engagement level might reflect whether they like you or not, right? right. Whereas people are traveling, I mean, honestly, we're getting people traveling two, three hours to come see us, which is also very humbling to go like, what? 
we're just a cover band, but but they're like, yeah, they, we love you guys. And we've seen you 14 times now. Just heard that last weekend. I'm like, 14 times? Yeah. So anyway, kind of cool. That is, you're absolutely right. When you have, uh, of course, you know, being here in the Warsaw area, playing in the in Cheers, uh, you know, is an hour away for for us. And, yeah. our, you know, our friends and family did not want to really, you know, travel that and all that you know an hour hour and a half set um but you would get some of those that, that would that would follow you around and uh you know those are the ones that you spend the most time with and spend you know pay the most attention because you know that they're putting in the effort to to get out there and see you play and and i love that the fact that uh you know that you guys are able to put this together as not a bar band but as a you know a a, a party band a, a place that when you go you you're giving them you know a, you know what do you what is you guys you guys running three hours four hour sets or you... we will well so it depends on the venue so we'll do anything from we'll we'll do a straight two hour um right. show and some of our some venues that that's what they that's all they really want um, but then our, I would say our, probably our standard is a is a is a three hour show with a 15 minute break in the middle right. uh, where we just kind of keep the energy going. And that that helps us kind of recover. And then um, it's kind of a fun reset because it's almost because we have an intro video that we do at the beginning, which kind of launches us big energy into the night. Right. We kind of get to do that a second time when we do a break set. We can there's another kind of an intro that kind of gets us like the part two of us, which is fun. So and the, and the nice thing, Frankie, for 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 them, and this is what I'm feeling for what he's saying is 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 that he's got the intro, he gets the energy going. These people are showing up to see them, so they are able to come out firing and really bring the show from the moment that they they hit that first note. Whereas with us, we were fighting to get those people on the dance floor and to get that energy and get that feel back. Yeah, and man, that's tough. So man, I, yeah, kudos to you guys for being able to come right out of the gate and, uh, and have that energy coming. back. Yeah. And that, I, I think that takes some time to develop. And we also have a very, so we like prior to our performance, we actually have a half hour of, very specifically programmed music that takes people and so it's just kind of doing this through the whole time so by the time you hit and it's so in if you can understand the video it's showing videos from the 80s like 80s 80s uh songs videos so we do start off like sweat sledgehammer and stuff like that and it kind of just builds along as we go and by the time you hit showtime it's it starts to really engage so we actually are the song before we perform is every time is michael jackson's you want to be starting something you want to be starting something you got to be it's like and then the lights change at that point so it's immediately cueing there's something special happening something's about to something's about to happen i'm like ooh, excitement 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 so then people are like they'll come up to the front of the stage okay ready here we go instead of like oh is it time you know kind of the random start which is a lot of bands will just like kind of just get up there and do it so we walk up to a very specific intro we ex in the explosive start to be a beginning and we've got you know everything from geyser foggers we have like the that are all timed timed with our show and stuff like that that kind of give the bang to start so right on um anything else frank we need to let dan uh, yeah, kind of get yeah. going here it's, uh I'll go with one more question. We haven't really got to talk about your wife too much. Um, yeah. 
how did she get started? Has she always been in music or did you get her started? Or No, yeah. So she's she's been singing. So basically since she was in, you know, in elementary school, but then she just really picked it up in high school, got into, um, was in choir early on, actually was a vocal major in college. She went to, to a small uh, college outside of uh, Chicagoland and um and just study and then pretty quickly got into um like a duo that she was in she had sung that for probably about at least maybe eight nine years when we were first married so she was doing this this duo thing um which just kind of like developed her endurance and ability to put kind of performance side of things and then also we were both kind of church musicians for for uh a good many years is that and i i think that's probably a bit of where i get my crowds because i'm so uh, Granger Community Church is where I used to be on staff for for many years. Um, big, big. And so I'm used to bigger crowds, that kind of a deal, and also working that big crowd, if that makes sense. And so my ability to lead in that respect, so I'm doing it back to me. I don't mean to do that, but it's it's it's. Um, I think our experience both in leading in that is just we're used to that kind of energy. And then like, how do you, and really when I'm thinking about the, like the 80s stuff is like, I want people to sing along. I want them to, so I'm cueing them almost as if I were being a worship leader, like, okay, it's time to sing. And then they're, then they sing. It's just like you said. And, and one of the things that our drummer, I says like, Dan is like, you, you've told it is like, you got to tell the crowd what you want them to do. And if you can go, it's like, so I'm just kindly going, y'all sing, boom, or whatever, just quick cues that gets the audience participation or we just let we we take out and it's all you guys you sing for a second and then so then they 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 have that investment so it's like kind of a, a show where it's not their their participant versus just a spectator so right. but then but yeah so lisa started that that way and then and then she just kind of you know and obviously we built a lot of this are really around her and her 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 vocals in particular. So we really try to play to the sweet spots. And and truthfully, a lot of the the higher metal stuff or higher rock stuff, like Bon Jovi stuff like that, I just can't sing it. I I and if you know many guys who can sing it, they're they're generally thrash their voices pretty pretty well. If you listen to John Bon Jovi right now, it's really <laughs> bad. Or Vince Neil, you know, you're like, oh, really? Are you still doing it? Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, well, it's great to have her do those songs. Yeah. To be to be fair, Vince Neil, uh, last time I seen him live, he didn't sing but like ten percent of the night. Oh my though. word! Yeah, it was. Yeah, he let the crowd sing most of the songs, which is. Crazy. Did you see him down in India at the the Monsters of Rock thing, or did you see him somewhere else? I've seen. Uh, I'm trying to think. It's been years since I seen him. He was actually touring uh, a solo as just an opening act for. I yeah. believe Tesla, I think, is... Uh, ah, okay, got it. Now, there is a guy that can still sing. Oh, yeah, dude, that guy can totally yeah. pull. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, this, um, him and Michael bands. Sweet. If you ever get a chance yeah. to see Michael in, in live... Uh, Fantastic. I got a chance to talk with him a few years ago. Nice. Uh, uh, yeah, that's a story for another time. But, uh, yeah, Good super deal. nice guy. And, uh, I mean, just an amazing vocalist. So Yep, very cool. All right, Dan, thank you so much. I'm going to let you get out of here because I know you have some other things you need to get to. Thank you. You don't guys. even know how much we appreciate you Absolutely. coming on and doing the show with us. Hey, um, man, no problem. Have, enjoyable. 
And again, once you guys, if you guys want to follow us on social media, you can just uh, at the nineteen eighty five band is if you type that into your either Instagram or or Facebook. Um, the band is part of that for this. Um, uh, but then, and also the 1985band.com is where you can kind of check out and find out, follow us or find our dates. You can hop on our email list and all that kind of stuff on there if, you, if you're interested. And of course, our YouTube channel, we've got that as well if you search it. But uh, we do appreciate you guys' support. And thanks to Golden 80s for, for having us, uh, having me on the podcast. And uh, hopefully you'll get a chance to see you guys at a show. Maybe that Star Wars show. Come on. Uh, maybe. <laughs> Frankie, watch out. He'll be in a Chewbacca outfit. The, Just be careful. <laughs> may the Frank be with you. May the Frank be with you. All right, guys. We're going to get out of here. Thank you for checking out this week's Golden 80s. And, uh, you know, you know all the routine. Go check out our website, the Golden uh goldenmojoent.com uh go check out the merch store and uh, all the write-ups and all that stuff and uh go uh check out the rest of the podcast in the golden mojo empire dan thank you so much and hopefully we'll talk to you again soon all right thanks guys all right. later thanks, thank you. see ya